is episode eight of Them Asperger's. Um, we've been doing this over a month now, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been over a month. Get it out your system. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not starting again. No, no, no. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm. I'm all right. I've stopped laughing. Have you though? Yeah. Right. Because mm. like this took a few goes to I get know. it out of you before we started <laughs> this know. time. I know. I'm ready. Okay. So, do you have a topic? Because I think I asked you. Actually, no. I asked you about this yesterday, for today, and you said you don't have a topic. Yeah. And then you said you did. And then you said you don't, so where are we? Yeah, I mean, I've always, like, I've got loads of topics. It's just which one I'm going to pick. Yeah. Yeah. So? So? Which one are you going to pick? Okay, yeah, we're just going to go with, okay, we're going to do school. School? School. I see. Yeah. Now, obviously, school for me is going to be much harder to recall because, well, you know, I'm old. I mean, yeah, you're old, <laughs> but <laughs> I think uh, I think you'll have more to say about primary school because you seem to know more about your childhood, as in, I can't really, re- I like, my memory's terrible in general. I can't really remember much about being younger, so I remember secondary school quite well, but for me, primary school, not so much, but... Yeah, I think we'll just talk about what school was like. Um, <clears throat> so what, all schools or do you mean like, I suppose, yeah, school. Or do you mean like education in general? Education in general, I guess. Okay. I mean, yeah, I suppose I've probably had more experience with that than you. In what way? Because you've been to well, obviously, colleges. Yeah, like, I mean, if you like look at like my track record of things I've been through, done play school nursery school elementary school and then like a primary school what were all of them i know well to be fair the play the play school and the nursery and then elementary i think it was elementary were when i lived in one place then we moved and then we moved it was like a church of england primary school when i was like nine i did that for like two years and then i was in secondary school which was just the same school yeah no sixth form so, like, I went to one of the schools that didn't have a sixth form. So then I was, like, college. It was, like, college, uni, college. No. It was college, uni, uni, college, uni. <laughs> I got out of school. Um, but, yeah, I've had loads. But, like, what? You want to know, like... Um, well, I don't want to talk too much about... Because we're going to do an episode on why we do the things we do now. Oh, like, how I picked what courses. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I did, didn't want to talk too much about that but more about like what school was like and I like the reason I think of school is because when you're at school you I mean that's where you form friendships that's where you like interact with people and just like what school was like for you because school is quite can be quite stressful for people on the spectrum in general because it's like forced socialization and yeah, I mean, you have to go. I don't know how it works now. So, like, people that are diagnosed when they're young, so, like, four. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming they still go to school. Yeah. Um, But I imagine there's, like, special schools that's just full of people that are on the spectrum in some shape or form or have other things like... Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't think of any other stuff. Well, I imagine even if you go to like a, I don't know, a regular school, I guess you'd call yeah, it. Yeah, like, like if you go to regular school, you'll probably get like a, not an assistant, but someone. So, some sort of help in some way. I know there was a guy that I went to school with that, I don't know what, he wasn't on the spectrum, but he had some sort of um, like ADD or something and he could listen to music in lessons. So he had like the special right to... So, like, I imagine there's there's different... Yeah, I mean, we didn't really have that in my school. There was a girl that had someone help her take notes and stuff, but that's because she only had one arm. Okay. So yeah, she so... had someone that would help her do certain things. So, I mean, it's different. Because obviously when you think about when I went to school, like, when I went to school, when I was four, so when you first start going, that was 1989, 1990 yeah. is when I went to school. And, like, Asperger's wasn't a thing. Like, I mean, Asperger's has been around for, I mean, I don't know when it was first 
diagnosed. Well, well, declared a thing. Yeah. Um, but I am pretty sure when I went to nursery school, it probably wasn't anything anyone had. Yeah, I think... Um, it's more common to find people my sort of age and older that are not diagnosed yet than people your sort of age. Yeah. Are, like, it's weird that you're not diagnosed. And like, I know you're still not diagnosed now, but I feel like it's so obvious in you that when you went through school and that kind of thing, someone definitely... Should, I mean, it helped me. Like, I mean, we worked together. I'd known you for a while, but once I started to see you outside of work personally, like, it was blatant. And you've seen like a couple of therapists now and for them, they're not even slightly like, oh, it could be something else. They're pretty much like, this is obvious. So I find it weirder that you went through school and not nobody picked up on it to me. Yeah, like I think it'll be interesting to talk about um, our experiences at school because we both went through school not being diagnosed. Yeah. So things that... I mean, I went through everything not being diagnosed. I mean, I didn't get diagnosed until... I finished with the education system completely. You're, well, I suppose well, you will. You will be. Yeah, like, I've, I've finished. We've tried to get you some like leniency on the things that you struggled with, like presentations and that kind of thing. But I think you think because you're not diagnosed, they're just not going to do it. Yeah, but um, I think it will be interesting just to talk about uh, how we found school because obviously it's, there's differences and things that we think like looking back would be like an obvious what was different between us and other children. Like if I think back to me through like school, both schools, like I was quite obviously different to other children. Yeah. So I think it would be just interesting to talk about that. So <clears throat> Okay. Why why where 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 do you start with that? Let's start with Because it's loads of years of Yeah, yeah. Maybe so for you, what do you remember about yourself at I mean like to be honest i just have play school primary school secondary school so i don't really know what to ask for you because you've listed like all of these weird no ones. like it's not it's not that it's, it sounds like i went to those different <laughs> schools but it's just because i lived in one town until i was nine and had i have stayed going to that one place i would have gone to once it's just it was weird so like my primary school was broken into two schools oh, okay back then so there was an elementary and then a something else it was bizarre. I think it might be elementary, primary, and you were in one until you were a certain age, and then you moved to the other one. And then you went to secondary school, but it, it's just because of the way the school was set up. Okay. But just those two schools just treat them as primary school. Okay, so um, what do you remember about yourself at nursery then, or at play school? Well, I mentioned in anyone that's listened to the Getting Diagnosed podcast we did that I remember throwing a lot of tantrums and having meltdowns when I was in that school because obviously they have set routines of who's doing what and obviously in play school play school nursery school well play school actually no play school was something else okay play school was kind of a school you went to before you were four so for us play school was you went there when you were super young and it was just to get you used to interact with other kids i don't remember there ever being a problem with play school but that might be because i went there before i was four so and i think you don't start making long-term memories until you're that sort of age anyway so who knows Okay. So that that is gone. I know vague recollections of nursery school, but all I can remember about that is either stuff my mom's told me or stuff that I vaguely remember. And that was them having like set times, like I've said before, like I say in a previous podcast, where you were allowed to play with trains. And then when train time was up, they'd rotate. Some other kids would go on the train. And oh, yeah. You'd have to paint. And I did not like that. So if I got like, say, you know, when you get like obsessed with something yeah and something's the thing you're interested with i'd like one particular task and that's all i wanted to do the whole time i was there and then obviously when they rotate to something else i hated it yeah uh, and couldn't focus and like the weird thing with that is when you know that there's a time coming up you just want that to happen i mean i'm kind of like that now um you know like there's something throughout the day that you want to do yeah, yeah but you're only supposed to be doing it at a certain time of day um you kind of just want the rest of time to just get on with it yeah speed through it too. let's get on with it like i want to do this like let's get to that so it would be the same so when i was at nursery school if it was like say the train set was the thing i wanted to play with um i'd spend all my time trying to like steam through the other stuff thinking that if just i to get to if i did stuff faster it'd move on to the next thing sooner. I didn't understand the concept of there were a lot of time, so it wouldn't matter how quick or how slow I did a task. It would change at a certain time anyway. It's not like now when you're like, 
you know, you got to tidy your flat and you, if you know, if you get through it at a certain time, you then move on to the thing you want. This was different. And I don't understand that. But then if I was doing the thing I wanted to do, I didn't want to stop doing it. So the second they were like, right, time's up on this, move on to the next thing. That's when I start, you know, like shouting, screaming, having meltdowns, knocking stuff over, yeah. possibly lashing out at the teachers. My mom said she got called in a lot for those kind of things. Like they were always calling in and saying that I was trouble or like disruptive or a bit of a nightmare, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So I guess that's the only like obvious Asperger thing. And my mom said a few times that like, obviously back then no one knew what it was. Yeah. So everyone just took it as, I guess I was a bit of a problem yeah. uh, and was more disruptive than the other children um, in general. Okay. But that's like, yeah, that's like, that's, that's the first one. But that's like, that's when the, um, that's when your like traits are supposed to start showing. They're supposed to be able to diagnose people from the age of four now. So I would have been that age around that time. Um, I don't think I interacted with other kids like yeah. at all. The vague things I remember of playing were playing by myself. Yeah. I did not want to play with others. I hated when people would come over and like touch stuff and yeah. start playing with it. Or like, you know, you've got like a set way, like this is what this is doing. This character is this, this toy's this guy and this is what he does. Yeah, and then someone yeah. goes, yeah, but what if we make him do this? There wasn't like, a, oh yeah, that's a good idea. We could do that. It was like, no. Yeah. This is what it is. And don't you touch that. Like that's, that's what I'm doing. Like you go find something else. Yeah. So I think I had that, like as far as like nursery school goes. How long are you in nursery school for? A uh, year? Like a year or two, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's weird. I can remember what it looks like. Um, I can remember like the layout of the playground outside, the inside, the toilets, where they all were, coats. Yeah. I can even remember what it smells like in there, <laughs> um, which is weird. But like, so I have like a really good like recollection of the place. Yeah. But um, I mean, the thing you're going to find when we talk about this particular subject is you don't think that you're the one that's doing stuff weird. And you just think that everybody else is just like doing like the things they're doing to annoy you on purpose. Yeah. So at no point in nursery school did I see my own behavior as bizarre or like wrong or different to the other children. I just thought everything I was doing was fine and everybody was different. And this is just who I was. Um, you don't realize until you get older and you hear it a few more times. But this is the first time I think I've been around other people that wasn't my parents. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you don't see your behavior as different. You just see it as this is what I do. That is what you do. It's not until you, you know, you go through more through the system of education that they start telling you what's wrong, what's right. And you start listening to it and thinking, um, that's, that, that's not me. That's, that's stupid. Like, yeah. why is that a thing? But yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you remember anything about, I mean, yours wasn't, wasn't that long ago. <laughs> so like you must remember Shut it. Um, I don't remember much about uh, play school. I remember that I didn't have friends. Like I had two imaginary friends, um, Tom and Molly. That okay. I I've never had imaginary friends. That's something I've never done. Oh, I did. Like I was big on my imaginary no, friends. So like no, I've never had that. Tom and Molly used to come with me everywhere. And like I remember that kids would play chase and I would play chase but with Tom and Molly. So like my mum would come and pick me up and be like, oh, are you playing chase with people? And I'd be like, not them. I'm playing chase with Tom and Molly, my two friends. And like, that was my thing. I didn't hang out with anyone. I didn't like talking to them. I remember not enjoying like interacting with the children at all. And I remember like, I remember having meltdowns. I can remember like specific things I had meltdowns over, but like there's long winded stories that I won't say, but the main, I think the main thing that stuck out for me about being at primary school was just that I had my two imaginary friends. Wait, and, is that primary school or play school? Oh, play school, sorry. That I had my two imaginary friends and yeah, I didn't enjoy socialising with the other children really at all. Yeah, like, I mean, that's that was like a running theme through all schools with me as well. Yeah, like, I yeah. didn't want to socialise with the children, but you're kind of told you have to. Yeah. And it's seen as weird if you don't. Like, I think I did it, uh, like, I, it, it's a running theme for me as well. But I would say that I, as I became more aware of what is normal or considered normal, uh, 
I would try more to fit in in that sense. But when you're at play school and you're super young, you're what, like two to four? You don't have any sense of trying to fit in necessarily. You just want to well, it's like, do what you want to do. Like, it's like a more... I think when you're that age, it's like a more... Well, not more. It's like a purer version yeah. of Asperger's when you're that young. Yeah. Because there's nothing like... There's nothing like... I don't know. Like changing it or yeah. diluting it out. Like it's not until you get much older that Asperger's becomes different for everybody else. But I think there's like... I think that's why it's easier to spot in four-year-olds or why people that diagnose it can diagnose it because I imagine people that are four or in that age thing they have all have very similar Similar, traits to each other and it's not until you start going through systems like education and you know being raised by different people who like because everybody's parents are different I think that's when you start to change and I think the schools and how the school notice it are different like I've said before those that are diagnosed that when they're four to those that are diagnosed when they're like my age, like I didn't get diagnosed until I was 26. Yeah. Like we grow up to be completely different. Like I imagine if like say weird parallel timelines, me now and then a version of me that got diagnosed as four and then we both met at the age I am now, which is 33. I, I imagine we would be completely different to each other. Yeah. Like, and I don't mean like everybody would be. It's like one of those things where like something happens and then that changes. I mean, our versions of Asperger's wouldn't match anymore. Yeah. Like I, I think they'd have a completely different version of Asperger's than the version I have. Yeah. Uh, and it would still be me. It's just um, they'd probably have completely different traits. Yeah different sensory stuff different meltdown triggers to me like loads of different stuff like yeah yeah because yeah. you've had to i you've sort of forced yourself to deal with a lot of probably like life experiences that you wouldn't have had yeah i mean no one mentioned asperger's to me until i was 26 so um you know i mean i graduated from uni when i was just turned 26 and i think i was 26 in like eight months when i got diagnosed so yeah i've had to go through all those systems undiagnosed and school's a weird one i would say out of all of them that's the one where you get noticed or it it does you when you think about it it seems like quite a thing because i'm like i mean obviously i'm sure at some point we'll talk about employment um but with education yeah it's weird primary school same so primary school is different because when you get to primary school that's when you start having to learn yeah um and learning is i mean like we've talked about before like with um not being able to concentrate and like focus in lessons and that kind of thing like yeah. i couldn't do any of that so school's different and like kids start wanting to interact more then you know yeah. like when you're in like when you see like small children that are like four or five like interact with each other is basic stuff isn't it like there's yeah. no like real thing it's when you start like your vocabulary changes your like normal social stuff changes and you start interacting in primary schools when it gets a bit more like if you're weird or different like you can become like bullied or do you know what I mean like alienated because you're different and if you haven't got a diagnosis you just you're sort of kind of seen as a weirdo yeah so what what do you remember about yourself at primary school are there any particular things that you think were obvious no Asperger's traits or any stories you remember or well um like mentioning in the blending in, like I kind of knew that you needed friends to appear normal. Yeah. And I started the appearing normal thing very early on. So like my whole personality and like fitting in and that kind of thing came about because of school, I would say. Yeah. I think during like um, nursery, play school, whatever you want to call it, call it. I think because I was getting into trouble a bit then already, I think I'd already started to decide that I need to appear more normal. Yeah. And when I started doing that, it involved just watching other children like play or learn or that kind of thing and just copying them. Yeah. But not copying them so I was learning. Like I would just appear like I'm learning or playing, but I'm not. Yeah. Uh, I just, do you know what I mean? Like internally, my brain is thinking about all different kinds of things that are not what I'm physically doing. But physically, I just learned to mimic the other children. Um, And like I said before, I developed my personality based on the things I saw. So when I saw what other school kids found funny, I learned to be like that. You know, the things that made people popular. Because I knew that, like, you could get alienated and you could get singled out. And 
bullied and that kind of thing. And I, I felt like that was bad enough. I'd already had that with the teachers. Yeah. Do you mean like they're already noticing there's something different about me and like they were already like picking up on it. I mean, like primary school was the same. Yeah. All my primary school teachers, um, same thing. Like they were always like having to call my parents in for a chat about like my behavior in lesson or... Um, I remember having to go to the headmaster's office a lot and they were always telling me the same thing, like, you're intelligent, but, like, if you applied yourself... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I remember one referring to me as, like, I forgot referred to as, like, three sheets to the wind or whatever that saying is. (laughs) Somebody else compared me to Dylan from the Magic Roundabout, you know, the weird, like, stoner rabbit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Like, and people said that's what I was like in lessons to start off with, like, because... And it was because I was watching other people do stuff and then just trying to imitate it. Okay. Um, and yeah, you end up getting friends and having to do well with others because you're supposed to. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I always knew that you needed to have a best friend because everybody had a best friend. Yeah. But I didn't get one in school because I liked the people I had. Like, we've talked about this in relationships. Yeah. It was just, um, do you know what I mean? Like, I need one, you'll do. Yeah. You're my best friend now. And if anybody asks, I'll be like, I've got a best friend. It's this guy. Yeah. You know, like, but, and the things I knew about him were basic, like, you know, I mean, I didn't really know them, but I learned enough facts about them. You know, you recite facts about like dinosaurs and like that kind of thing. You just did that I'd be like, this is, this is Ricky. Ricky likes football. Ricky likes this, like this kind of thing. And it looks like you've got like a normal thing, but I felt like that was just something I had to do to be normal. Um, But I always thought that kind of stuff would pull focus from teachers, but teachers kind of know that there's still something weird with you. And I feel like that that in itself should have been something that flagged up. It should have alerted people. Because yeah. in primary school, I was always in trouble with the teachers all the time. Um, they was always calling my dad in, calling my mom in. Parents' evenings were always the same. Like, they always said the same thing every time. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, the reports you get, they were always the same every time. And it wouldn't matter how many times people said to me, these are your problems, you need to sort these. Yeah. It was too late. Like, I was already in the routine of, this is what I need to do to survive a day at school. <laughs> so, like, it wasn't really a case of I was learning or any of it was going in. It was just a case of, I need to get through each day. So... I just made myself a little routine of what I'm supposed to do and then, you know, developed my school personality so that I appeared normal. And, like, teachers are fine because you only see, like, what, one teacher every however long a lesson is. Yeah. It's, like, longer for secondary school and that kind of thing. So that was easier than having kids because with kids, like, if you're in one class, you tend to do all the same lessons with all the same people over and over again. Yeah. So it made more sense to make the kids not notice I was different by behaving more normal towards them than it did the teachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I became, like, a good student and focused and, like, applied myself lesson-wise, like, that makes the kids notice notice you you because, you know, they think you're, like, square or a nerd or all the other things they used to call you. Um, so it made more sense for me to stay out of the kid spotlight and just make sure that, and like have the teachers notice me instead. Yeah. Because the teachers are different. I'd see like the same teacher once for every like, what, half an hour a day or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I just started doing that. But because of that, you don't learn anything. Um, I think like I've said before, like all my grades have always been like massively average. And it's weird because teachers recognize something. So they all were like, telling me I was intelligent and telling me I would be really good at these lessons. And he couldn't understand why why I was choosing not to do that. Yeah. Like I was always told all the time, like, you'd be really good at this. And if you just paid one, you'd be like amazing. Like you'd get really high grades. I don't know why you choose to do the things you do. Um, and it happened constantly. And it was the same things like every time. I mean, we're talking like primary school, same things. Secondary school, same things. Yeah. College said the same things. Uni said the same things. Uni was different in the sense of because it's uni, like it's a specialist thing. But equally, the criticism from professors was more wordy and sounded more academic and smarter. But it was but the same. It was the same thing primary school teachers have been telling me. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because that's like the opposite of me. Well, yeah, you sound like you went down the good to teachers. Yeah, like I was, when I was at primary school, I was crazy clever. Like I picked up maths straight away. I was the best at maths. Like, it sounds really big headed, but I was like the best at maths in my year. I used to 
do extra like have extra maths lessons with people that would come in so there was like three of us from my school that were just like considered gifted and we had like extra maths lessons during lunchtime that I loved um I like so in year two you do sats or you did when I was at school so we did sats in year two and I was like the first person or I was the only person that year in my region to get 100% in my math sats. Like I was, I was crazy intelligent um, for my age. And like, I was really mature for my age as well. So yeah, I mean, you still are now. Like, yeah. um, like even there's like a 12 year age gap between us. Like it's, uh, I never feel like I'm talking to someone that's that much younger than me. Yeah. Like, um, so in year six, this is kind of skipping ahead because there wasn't much other than just being intelligent. And I didn't, um, like I had friends, but it was, it was just a fitting in like, because I knew them sort of thing. Like I spent my lunch times hula hooping. So I just on my own in the playground hula hoop, like I'm really good at it. Like I could do all sorts of like tricks and stuff, but that's just because I didn't really hang out with people. So on my lunch breaks, that's what I did, just solitary. But um, yeah, like in year six, so obviously the end, like there was, we had to write an essay about someone we admired and I did Anne Boleyn, but we did it in class. So what, like our homework was essentially just gather facts on this person. And then in the lesson, you're going to write an essay on them. And like, obviously, I guess like being on the spectrum, gathering facts is not, difficult for me so I just memorized like six pages on Anne Boleyn but everyone else had done like I remember one girl did Britney Spears one girl did like celebrities and basically everyone I did Anne Boleyn and I wrote my essay oh it wasn't an essay it was you had to write a diary entry as them from an important moment in their life so I did Anne Boleyn while she was waiting to be beheaded and locked in the Tower of London and my essay, like, what I wrote was about how Henry VIII didn't really love me and was only after sex. But coming from an 11-year-old, like, it was quite a mature essay. To, like, and my teacher, like, took it to the newspaper because he thought it was that good considering my age and, like, what I'd written. And I did, like, I didn't just talk about sex. I talked about, like loads of stuff in it but yeah like he was really impressed like I scored like he gave me the highest mark of the class for it and then when I did my 11 plus which doesn't exist anymore but yeah I mean it did when I was yeah I was yeah 11 plus was standard but but there's three tests in an 11 plus so there's verbal non-verbal and I can't remember what the other one is but they're all out of 140. And when I did my 11 plus, I got 140 in verbal, 140 in nonverbal and 136 in the other one. So like, I, yeah, like I was really clever when I was at primary school. I was always way ahead of a lot of people. Like the, I, I wouldn't say like I was the most intelligent in my year, but like I was up there. I was definitely in the top whatever. Yeah, but like, I mean, so you were a loner who had, like, high intelligence. Yeah. I suppose, like, even that in itself, like, I feel like every school has someone like that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I guess that might be why you didn't get noticed. But, like, I mean, you've done a bit more research into Asperger's and autism now since, you know, I mean, I told you that you, well, I mean, I'm still 100% convinced you definitely will be you diagnosed as having this. But, like, do you think you did anything else that would have flagged up? Because I think it's weird that you never got noticed just because of your age. Because I feel like when you went to school or started going to school, it definitely would have been something that was more known. Yeah, it was weird. Like, I I always, I knew that my teachers would always say that I was really mature for my age. Like, I got told that a lot. And I, so when I played with people, so, you know, like, I did play with people in the playground I wasn't completely a loner and my school my primary school was really small which was I guess really helpful for me because I knew everyone in it which made it a lot easier to go there instead of being in crowds 
But when I played with people at lunchtime, like what I remember is I always came up with the game and I would make different games. Like I would create the most elaborate games to play with so many different rules and I would just teach them to people. And that was kind of my thing. I didn't really enjoy playing the game, but I would enjoy coming up with it. And that was kind of what I did. So I don't know if that just made it appear more like I had friends because that's what I do. And like, I remember people would play them and they'd be like, this is good. Like, this is creative. How did you come up with this? But I never, yeah, it was weird. Like, I don't, I don't know if, I think like people just thought that I was intelligent and I don't think people thought there was, I just think people thought I was intelligent and mature. Yeah. Like I say, you don't really, you don't really sound like you did anything like that. I mean, I suppose that's the difference. Like I, like really young on, like I said, everything I did that, or basically all the traits and autistic behaviors that I have or had, I suppose, were the things that got me into trouble a lot. Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? Like saying what you're thinking because there's not that part in your head that tells you that's not normal or you shouldn't say that. So just shouting inappropriate stuff out in classes to questions and that kind of thing. Or, um, do you know what I mean? Like stimming with like various like rulers or, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like doing things like on the counter. Like those are the things that used to get me into trouble all the time. So I think... By the time I got to, I want to say when I changed schools to primary schools, so when I changed schools over when I was nine. Yeah. I think I was nine. Um, and I had to do like a year and a half of that primary school before I went to secondary school because it was a bunch of new people. I had already like, it was it was more difficult at that point being like a new kid as well. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, like fitting in and that but I'd, I'd got it down so well in the other primary schools that it wasn't that much of a problem yeah but I feel like that's that's how it went for me because I I learned to hide the things because the things that were me and the things that were I suppose autistic yeah. were the things that got me into trouble all the time so I learned to not have them show so like you said where you would pick the game or you'd be on your own or yeah. like that kind of thing. I avoided any sort of like behavior or anything that would, do you know what I mean? Like make me stand out. Yeah. So like when it got to like playtime or break or whatever it was called, like I made sure that I always had like a group of friends. Yeah. And I made sure that I didn't decide what we were doing. I just went with whatever they were doing at that break. And like school for me was just, it was just one of those things that I knew I had to go and do. But I just wanted to get it done with. Yeah. And to get it done with was just, you know, like, I mean, not like, I suppose it's a weird comparison, but you know, like when you always see like a stuff and they're like, if you go to prison, like just keep your head down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you just did that. Yeah. Like that's, that's kind of how it was for me. Like I just learned all the things that got me into trouble and just stopped doing them uh, and found ways to not do them. It wasn't until after I got diagnosed that I realized that the things I decided with the things that got me into trouble were my traits. Um, I didn't really connect the two. I It wasn't until like much later on when I was thinking yeah. about it that the things I thought, don't do that anymore because that'll get you into trouble, were just the things that made me... What would you say though, like those are? Um, like I said, like um, saying things to people that I shouldn't say. Yeah. Um, talking to teachers in a way that they do not appreciate being spoken to, but then equally... I like Jimmy, like, because you have like weird Asperger logic. Like, for me, like, I don't see the whole authority thing in general anyway. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how one person could be in charge of another person. Like, yeah. it's never made sense to me. Like, because everybody's the same. So I don't get why someone can be someone's boss or someone's teacher. Yeah. I didn't get why these people were just because they were born before me. And because they'd finished school sooner than me and had more information in their heads, that somehow means that they're in charge of what I'm going to be doing that day. Yeah. None of that made sense. So, like, that in itself was the thing that got me in trouble a lot. So when teachers would ask me to do something and I didn't want to do it, I'd just say no. Yeah. Or if somebody asked me, like, can you tell me, you know, like, who, what king did this when, I'd just be like, don't you know that? Like, that's... <laughs> that's isn't that what you that's what you do like that's your thing do you not even know this question like that's weird especially like when I was really young because I was really young and they were asking me a question that they'd just gone over to so say they'd just taught me something yeah and then ask me it 
I'd feel a bit like, but you've just told me. So why are you asking? That <laughs> yeah. seems weird. And they'd ask me and I'd be like, you forgot that you just taught us. Like, and I'd be like that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. like, there was kind of like that whole aspect of it. And... But that in a sense sounds like just not understanding rather than being... Yeah, but they naughty. think they think you're just being like smart. Pedantic. Funny, yeah. yeah. Like, and it's the same interacting with kids. Like, I didn't really interact with other children that well. Yeah. Um, like, I didn't know, like, how to talk to them or start conversations. I used to have to wait for them to come and talk to me. And I found that, like, in school, the best way to do that was to just do things that would attract people over. Like, do you know I mean, like, have a cool pencil case or... Yeah. Uh, just behave a certain way that's different like have something on you that makes someone come over and go hey like that's cool um and then that's how I did it because initially I knew that I wouldn't be able to go up to other children and start conversations with them but I also knew that if I didn't do that it makes you like stand out like oh Nicky's on his own again like Nicky doesn't want to like talk to people he's doing that kind of thing so I needed a way to start conversations with the children without actually starting conversations with the children because I knew I couldn't yeah so I do things like that like I just do something that was weird and sometimes just certain behavior in class did that so kicking off or saying something out like ridiculous to a teacher or doing something weird would get someone to talk to you and then you just talk to them for a bit and then you appear normal like teachers look over and go yeah, he's just some disruptive kid. Like, do you know what I mean? He's caused a scene and now his mates think it's funny. Like, that's how you're seen. Yeah. But that was just because the alternative was, like you said, like, if you were alone and smart, like you were, so yeah. like you you had like the intelligence, you're just seen as like a geek. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Um. So that's fine. Say you were a loner and not smart. So a loner that couldn't get the lessons and couldn't do anything yeah. like that. That's worse because yeah. then you stand out way more yeah um but i feel like had you have just done that then you might have got diagnosed sooner because like back when you were in school like that asperger's was probably definitely something that was noticeable so if you're someone that stays alone doesn't socialize doesn't talk to anyone in school um and equally can't learn anything or take anything in yeah you'd be seen as definitely something's like not right there yeah something's and I think they would have put you through like assessments or whatever they do in school and that kind of thing. And you would have got diagnosed. Like, I think it's the same for me. I don't think I got diagnosed, but say I had just constantly been in trouble with teachers, but then not socially like able to interact with other yeah, children either. Yeah, like can't fit in as well as you did. Yeah, like same thing. Someone might have said something sooner. Like yeah. my mom's always telling me that she knew there was something like different about me and could tell that with the way I was in school and the things I did after school and you know that kind of stuff yeah wasn't normal and like obviously she's talking to other parents about their children in school and they're telling her stuff that their kids do and she's thinking like yeah he doesn't really do that and obviously I've got a younger brother um and like his behavior was completely different like I don't know what his time through school was like but I vaguely remember my mom saying that, like, I was definitely more trouble than my brother was. Yeah. Like, when it came to, like, education and that. Yeah. Like, I know um, I've got two older sisters and I know that they were completely different to me. Like, just just remembering how often they would hang out with their friends, like, in comparison and the way they had, like, the same friend, like, the same group of friends throughout school and just the things they talk about. I know that my mum said that she... Well, my mum said that she always thought I was on the spectrum, so... Yeah. Yeah, like, thinking about that, my brother had way more school friends. Yeah. Uh, Like, he had a few people that he was friends with. I had, like, one or two. Um, Actually, no, I only had one. I'd always have one best friend. Yeah. And then any other friends I have were his friends. Yeah. Um, Do you know what I mean? Like, I never really had a group. Yeah. My brother had a group. My brother had, like, two or three different people uh, that he would hang around with. Um, and you'd always see them because obviously we went to the same school, but he was a couple of years younger than me. I'd always see him like, like on break, like hanging out with them. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, whereas I would probably just throw myself at what was considered my best friend on break and just do whatever he was doing. Yeah. Uh, cause that was easier. So, um, moving on to secondary school, what do you remember from secondary school? Is there any... Like pivotal moments. Did you you just remain the same, didn't you? Yeah, secondary school, same thing. All the same problems. Parents' evening was the same. Parent school reports were the same. 
just got into the same trouble for the same things. Um, well, I stayed well out of trouble. Like, I never really got into that much trouble. Um, the only thing that I would say is, like, it was weird that, like, I couldn't learn the same way as everybody else. And I couldn't take in the information the same way. And, like, they couldn't educate me the yeah. same way as everybody else. But everybody put that down to me doing it on purpose. Yeah. So they put it just down to there was nothing wrong with anything they were doing. And it was all me. And I was just the problem. Yeah. Um, which I didn't understand because I think I've said before, like, when I did try. So when they kept saying, like, there was a brief period in my, like, school life where I'd got down the how to appear normal and how to socially interact with people um, even though I didn't understand what I was doing so like I was able to socially interact with people but I didn't understand why I was doing it or what was the point of it yeah uh, like I still don't understand like friends and that kind of thing and schoolmates and that kind of stuff but there was a brief period where I tried to then get my grades up and like get good at like learning yeah um, but that was awful like trying to do both <laughs> of them that was hideous Um I found that the more I tried to take information in and get better at my grades, the worse I became at stuff. Um, like, I remember doing, like, essays or, you know, like, homework and then being told that if I'd, like, applied myself and done it properly, I would have got a much better grade. And they asked me to do it again. Yeah. Take it home, try and focus at home to do it again, bring it back, and it's worse than the first attempt. Um, but a lot of teachers didn't see that as, why? Well, how has he managed this? Like... I explained to him everything he needed to do and everything he needed to do to make it better. And he's brought back something that was worse than the first go. And I'd bring it back like with such a, like a sense of, here you go, like this is way better than the first one. I did everything you said, this will be awesome. <laughs> and they'd be like, this is worse. You've done this on purpose. You've intentionally gone out of your way to make this worse. And I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is, this was way better. Um, but they just didn't get it. Like, And I didn't understand what, what they were talking about. I didn't get why... Why it, it was, was worse. worse yeah. Um, yeah, just didn't get it. Secondary school is different because everything's harder. Yeah. Primary school was difficult. I found like a lot of the lessons difficult. Um, and secondary school, it was ridiculous. Like the things that I had to learn GCSE wise and like that kind of thing. I found all of it too difficult. And obviously it's much bigger. So when you move from like, my primary school was like a little one for the village that I was living in. So the only kids that went there were the kids from that village. Yeah. Whereas when you go to secondary school, it was a combination of like nine or ten villages in the county that all going to the same school. So suddenly you go from like a school of like, what, 100, 200 kids? Yeah. To like a school that's got thousands of kids in it. Um, like that in itself was... It was yeah, it's a big... When you're all moving around, running about, like up and down stairs the same. Because obviously all the lesson changeovers are always at the same time. Because everyone had the same time slots with the timetable. So the bell was one of those things that rang and everybody changed lessons and you'd all move around. That itself was horrible. Yeah. Um, like your my best friend, that was my best friend through primary school when we went to secondary school, he was just able to mingle with all these other children. Yeah. Whereas I think it would have been easier if I'd have gone to a different secondary school to him and had to start again. But because he was my break routine guy. Yeah. Like the fact that he started mixing with other kids and stuff, like that was irritating no it was hard because like i felt like if he breaks away from me what are you gonna do people will realize that i'm not social yeah like do you know what i mean like and he was getting in with all these new lads they wanted to play football i don't really do group sports i can't do group sports yeah football rugby anything that's more than just me on my own i can't yeah. do and like so i'd have to like pretend to like football <laughs> um and be good at football which i wasn't so like do you know what i mean like and everyone could figure that out that i wasn't good at football yeah so then that that started making a bit more panicky because like i was like jesus i can't do this everyone else is doing this and i can't do it so then that made breaks horrible because i'd be like oh because all kids for some reason boys at that age in secondary school all they want to do is play football on their lunch break yeah Someone brought a tennis ball in. Everyone's got to play football. Um, and I didn't want to do it, but like he kept wanting to do it. So and I had to keep going with him. So I found it horrible, like my breaks, because like I didn't want to do that, which made me want to break away from them, which I tried to. Um, but then you have to find like another group of friends that are different. Uh, and that's difficult when you've spent like the first few months of secondary school clinging to the person that was your normal friend and yeah. then you try and find a different group of people when you don't know anyone 
So I had to go back to playing up in class to try and get noticed by other kids so that someone else would go, hey, you're like, you know, pretty cool. It was cool <laughs> how you told the teacher this. And I'm like, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Do you want to hang out at a break and then make them the new one? <laughs> but then be like, do you play football? And they're like, no. And I'm like, you'll do then. <laughs> eh. And like, that's kind of how I went through school. Not paying attention in lessons and just trying to appear socially normal like everybody else. Yeah. Um, but the second you get on that bus, and the handy thing was because all these kids were from different villages, like they went back to their villages at night. So I didn't have to worry about one of them coming around my house at night to see me. Uh, okay. Well, that's interesting. That you were all from different places. Yeah, like they're all like massively spaced out from each other as well. Like, because it was in Lincoln. Well, Lincolnshire okay. and Lincolnshire is a big county and it's just most of its fields. So there's like a good 10, 15 miles gap between each school. It took like an hour to get to school every day because the bus ride was an wow. hour to get there. Um... Yeah, but like lesson-wise, I just did all the same stuff. It's just the subjects were harder and more detailed. So I paid even less attention. And I found that like in a lot of other children's like school reports, I'd show up in them. <laughs> so a lot of my friends told me that when they got their school reports back, it would say would do better if didn't sit next to Nikki. Like, And I'd be showing up in other people's school reports for being disruptive to them while we're in lessons. So that's like... I noticed the less I learned or the less, the more detailed and harder lessons got, the more disruptive I was. And that I realize now that that's because I couldn't cope. Like, you know, like you had the learning age, like you said. Yeah. I should have had one of them. Yeah. Because then I would have been able to pay attention because yeah. I noticed that like when you see people that do it, they are able to help that like kid focus. Yeah. And do stuff. And like you said, the kid listening to music. Yeah. I didn't have that. So I think now when I think about it, the the outbursts or the disruptions was me like trying, trying to not trying to learn but like maybe even like a cry for help of i can't cope with this yeah like i don't know help what me. i don't know what's happening but because i'm like obviously like everybody with asperger's yeah you can't express yourself normally like yeah. you just can't do it you Probably can't tell frustrated that you weren't getting it yeah. yeah so i was kicking off everybody else was getting it and like you know when people are just like there's like questions go up on the board and everyone's writing down and answering them and I don't understand what the hell's going on yeah they're the times when I start causing trouble um but I was just seen as like a troublemaker and then you've got like all your friends that are just like oh my mom says you can't sit next to me and lesson anymore but like I realized that my random outbursts were probably that and they were more in secondary school than any other time yeah I don't think I showed up on other people's reports or caused as much trouble as I did in secondary school in secondary school I got isolated a couple of times especially when learning like other languages because I didn't understand it at all and like they they'd isolate me from lessons and make me do my lessons in like the cafeteria on my own because I was disrupting too many of the other children <laughs> just with like silly things like just i'd shout random stuff or do you know what i mean like start making weird noises or i'd start doing things like that and instead of like them going like oh there's something weird about nikki they'd just be like oh send him into to his lessons in the cafeteria because yeah, he's, 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 he's messing the lessons yeah. up um and i guess i didn't appear as like autistic because I don't know. I guess teachers just thought if he was, someone would have noticed by now. By the time you get to secondary school, I guess they think if you were, you would have, people would know. Yeah. And also, like, they could watch me interact. So maybe they did have, like, a tick list of these are the things that make kids autistic because it would have been a more basic version than what they do now. Yeah. But I've seen him, like, mess with other kids and, like, he can do this and he can do that. So maybe he's not. But the things that I could do to hide it were the things that... I'd learn in primary school and nursery school to yeah. do. So, so I didn't friends. have enough traits or like I wasn't ticking enough boxes. So they just thought he's just a disruptive child that, you know, is never going to like become anything big because he just likes to come to school to mess up everybody else's education. Yeah. What was secondary school like for you anyway? Um, I started off the same as primary school. Like I started off... Like, I, I love learning. I still love learning. I don't I don't really learn as much anymore, but I just enjoyed sitting in lessons. I enjoyed taking in facts. I would love to, like, come home and tell my parents, like, all the stuff I'd learned that they probably hated. Um, I, I think when I got into year nine, so year nine here is when you're about 14. 
Yeah, isn't that when you do, um, you pick your subjects for GCSEs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when I, I kind of, I went through year seven, year eight, um, being quite nerdy still. Um, Like I'd started to socialise a bit more. I had, so there was a girl that I went to play school and primary school with, and she also came to my secondary school. So she was like my safety blanket of this girl's going to be my friend because we know each other. Um, So I had like, she was my friend and then her friends, kind of what you said, her friends became my friends. Yeah, yeah. But I was I was quite nerdy. I still just liked to learn and do my stuff. And then when I turned like 14, I realised that I didn't want to be nerdy anymore. Like I wanted to fit in with other kids. Yeah. A lot more. So I stopped, uh, I stopped with the learning and I just started focusing on being... I say focusing on being cool. It was weird. So there was like a popular group and they, I managed to get in with them. I don't know how, I don't really remember what I did, but I became part of the popular group. Oh yeah. But I was also like a massive goth. So I just shut down. Like I dyed my hair black or like had a really thick black fringe and became mute. So I didn't talk to anyone. Um, well, I mean, like, uh, when you think about it, like, if that's that was like the goth mentality, goths were a bit like that in my school as well. Like that fits quite well with, with I suppose, Asperger's because yeah. it's not seen as weird when you do the things that would be considered autistic traits because it's just considered part of the, the goth lifestyle, yeah. I suppose. Like none of these like popular people, which were the group I was in, none of them were gothic at all. They oh, were, okay, like, that's weird. N- yeah, yeah, not even slightly. They were all, <sighs> you know, like super girly girl kind of... I want to point out, I went to an all-girl school, so I'd, I feel like I'd, I didn't mention that. It was an all-girl school. But yeah, like none of the girls were gothic at all. They were all super girly. But me... I was stand out, just wore complete black and was mute. So I didn't talk to anyone um, deliberately. I would, I like, I, I seldom spoke in lessons anyway. I don't like speaking up in front of groups of people. No, I don't. Like, I always hate it. You know, like when teachers try to rotate. Yeah. Like, they ask a question like, can you answer this? Can you answer that? Like, if you ever see me in a lesson, I look like I'm not listening anyway. Yeah. So the amount of times they'd go, Nikki what was the answer to this question? Or Nikki, can you do this bit? Like most of the time I'd know the answer, but it's that having to talk out loud in front of everybody yeah. that made me not answer. So then they just thought that I just didn't know. And yeah. I was they, like, you know, like they do it as an example of, they know you're not listening. Yeah. So they go, Scarlett, what did I just say? Yeah. <laughs> and like, you just sort of go, uh, and they go, yeah, exactly. Pay attention. Um, but really with me, I did know what they said, but I always have this look of I'm not listening. Yeah. Like you probably see me do it when you're talking to me and it looks like I'm not paying attention. But then you go, did you hear me? And I repeat what you've said. It'd be the same thing. But then you couple that with the fact that they're making you say it out loud to a group of like 40 kids. Yeah. You just don't say anything. You just look at them like quietly and they go, exactly. You don't know. Pay attention to what you're doing. But in my head, I'm like, no, I did know the answer to that question. It's just, I don't want to answer it in front of all these people. Ask me privately and I could have told you. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what I was like. Like, I did not speak in lessons. But I didn't really speak to people at all. I didn't hang out with people. So, like, on my lunch break, I'd just go sit somewhere and read. So, my school also, you were allowed, like, downtown at lunch. I would just go downtown, but I'd go sit in a park on my own. Yeah, I mean, I th- this is like another thing. Like, my school was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like, there wasn't a town for miles. You couldn't even walk to a town. Like, it took a bus, like I said, an hour to get there. Yeah. It literally sat in the middle of nowhere. So, breaks were done on the grounds of the school. You couldn't leave. So, yeah, if you'd have done that in my school, people would have known that you were on yeah. your own somewhere. I suppose if you go into town, no one knows where you've gone. They could assume that you've just gone to hang out with some other friends that just don't go to the school. Something like that. <laughs> yeah like it was quite I guess school was kind of catered for me quite well in terms of hiding what I were what I was like but um yeah so I was like that I remember I, like the year after so year 10 I was about 15 16 I'd been kind of mute for a while but in the popular group and I guess quite naughty so I started being naughty 
in the sense of like I was always really good at sticking to rules, so I did do like stick to the rules. I mean, you still you still do now. I still do now. You I'm, can't not. I stick hate to breaking the rules. rules. I hate breaking rules. But <laughs> but like I started just not doing very well in lessons. I wouldn't um, apply myself, I suppose. But like, what made you? Just uh, just the realizing that being a geek made me stand out negatively like I wanted to fit in and the best way to fit in it seemed like was to be unintelligent yeah I mean I that's weird because like obviously I I did that way early on it's weird that you got to secondary school and made the the shift in personality because I did it was crazy I went from plus if you did it when you got to secondary school you probably did it around the same time that you hit puberty yeah so your parents wouldn't have noticed that as a weird like anything it just that's like standard teenage behavior yeah like i went from realizing like i from thinking that being intelligent was like it just was what i was to thinking being intelligent isn't a good thing like you don't want to be seen like this i remember when i was like 15 i i'd been not applying myself for yeah probably about a year year and a half at this point and one of my science teachers um like called me up after i'd been just rubbish in the lesson and like I hadn't done anything I was refusing to do any work because I didn't want to and um he said that he'd looked at my file and he commented on the fact that I was gifted and talented when I was at secondary school I was considered gifted and talented in maths English science and humanities so every subject I was considered gifted and talented in um and he commented on that and was like what's going on you're gifted and talented in everything but you're not applying yourself at all and you've gone from having like perfect marks to rubbish and I didn't know like he said it and I just thought I don't know and then um my school also did they got a special thing because it was a grammar school we got this special opportunity to take 15 students from my from my whole school so it wasn't like my year it was 15 students from my school and this is included the boys school as well so there was a boys school that was linked to our school so two schools worth 15 students could go to Cambridge University to look around but they only wanted to take 15 students that they thought had the potential to get into Cambridge yeah um and they made us all do this test it was like an hour-long test and it was just a basic like IQ IQ test and I I got in like I was one of the 15 and I remember loads of the geekier I guess students getting really annoyed at the fact that I'd been picked and thinking that I didn't deserve it because of the way I was but yeah like uh, I just I still had the intelligence I just didn't apply it and then I stayed like that for the rest of secondary school really like I got really good GCSEs I did like four extra GCSEs to everyone else and like I I got A's and stuff but by the time I did my A-levels I wasn't applying myself at all. And the GCSEs, I fluked them. Like, that was just, I have a good memory, so I retained the knowledge. But the work I put in from that point on was just non-existent. I didn't... Yeah, I, I mean... I just stopped trying. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, obviously, I guess you wanted to be more social. Yeah, I did. Like, I, it was weird because I didn't want to socialise. I just wanted to not be seen as weird or different. Yeah, exactly. But like, whereas I think if you had a diagnosis, I mean, I don't know, like with school kids, I think maybe having a diagnosis, I don't know if it helps, does help. I don't know if people give you a wide berth because, you know, they think, oh, they're autistic. Don't talk to them. Yeah. Um, But it definitely would have helped with school because you have to start trying to find your own like way. Uh, whereas I always felt like if I was diagnosed from the start, it would have been easier, but then, like, what, like, when I think about, like, the kids that had the the helper, yeah, nobody talked to them outside of lessons. A lot of people still thought I was weird, so even though I was in, like, the popular group and whatever, like, still people that were, like, my friends would always comment on the fact that I was really cold, so I didn't do friendship like everyone else, and that was really obvious. Like, I didn't consider my friends close to me I was quite I was really private so I didn't tell anyone anything about like my life really I was really private and um yeah like I a lot of my friends when they started studying psychology because they did at GCSE uh, a lot of them came out of their lesson and said to me that they thought I was a sociopath because of the way I was just the way like my personality is yeah I mean it's weird that like 
kids picked up on it yeah yeah no they teachers. did like someone said to me i think you've got borderline personality disorder like that yeah. is and that was someone that was quite close to me like one of my close friends yeah it's just strange that yeah people picked up on it but no like i always think it's weird that no authority figures noticed it with me at all yeah i think it's strange that you're saying that they knew you were intelligent and there was something different but no one yeah, they just thought I just chose to be a nightmare, like, intentionally. Yeah. And I didn't think I was being a nightmare at all. So even when they told me I was, I'd always just be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I yeah. haven't done any of this stuff on purpose. I've just done what I do. Like, I don't understand the... You were just acting out at your own frustration. I guess so. It's hard to understand now. I guess I'd need to be able to visually see it to know yeah. what I was doing. This is all, like, speculation based on what I can remember. Yeah. This seems like this was a much longer topic. I feel like I've only really, really gone into basic yeah, stuff. Yeah, like it. Yeah, it was actually quite difficult to fit in. Huh? I thought I thought we were gonna have. Um, thought we were gonna be way under talking about it, but I didn't realize how much there was to talk about. Yeah, the, the, there still is loads. Like yeah. there's loads and loads. But I, I guess we might have to break it down. Maybe education is too big a topic it is to in a one big go. Topic. Maybe we should have picked segments. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. It doesn't matter. Anyway, that's the end of this episode anyway. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, right then. Bye. Bye.